We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pocket's that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. Ah, uh, yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayas. At Nick Dayas Tenors, you can find me, veteransminimum.com, all things VM. It's Jersey Day in the studio. If we could get an ISO on this one right here, please, while we start. There we go. Best jersey in the NBA. It, it, it's, that's that's definitely up there. It had, a, it had a strong showing in the Jersey Jam competition during March Madness. On the American Fan 365. Cheap I will plug. say, I love it. I love it. I will plug say, that. Yeah, that. That, was, that was a shameless <laughs> plug for sure. For sure. You know, I told you last time, and, and I made an emphasis to wear this on this show because I'll go a step further. I think it's the best jersey in sports. That one. This one the, with the Raptor on it. Ooh. It's, I, I'll say this it has gotten stronger with age. Like yeah. now, certain jerseys. Like they just get better with time because at the time you're like, oh, they're, you know, because the thing about those were, oh, they're corny because of the, you know, the, the, the Barney dinosaur that was on them and all that kind of stuff. Also, but, if you remember that era, dude, it was like Anaheim Ducks. Yes. Mighty Ducks, I should say. Yeah, that's right. That's it was right. very, like, it was, uh, it's funny how in, in wrestling at that time, it was transitioning from being super gimmicky. Yes. Like, like you had, um, Coco Beware, and you had all these, like, you know, even the Ultimate Warrior. I saw like, Jim Duggan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it kind of, and then, and then it kind of translated, like, into sports. Like, you had a lot of, like, gimmicky jerseys. What, what was the reason that, how, how did the Raptors get their name? Oh, I don't know. You got insider info, oh. right? Yeah, well, no, this is, everyone knew this. Oh, yeah? I yeah. had no idea. They, they, uh, it was, it was a fan vote, and when the Raptors got named, it was when Jurassic Park was, the the biggest the biggest movie of the year and a kid put Raptors in as the name and that's what won. Yo, I never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's, that's what. That's fire, bro. Yeah. The other jersey I could think of that's pretty popping. I love the Blackhawks hockey jersey. That, that, that's so funny to hear you say that. Um, actually, I was driving somebody earlier, driving Lyft, and um, and he was saying the Blackhawks jersey was the best jersey. That one, and then. I forget what the other jersey, hockey jersey, he said, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, Blackhawks is definitely up there. 
trying to think of football. What would you say, dude? The old school Chargers, the powder blue was powder blue Chargers always is up there. Um, quietly, the uh, the old red, white, and blue uh, Patriots. The like, you know, with the the touchdown, you know, the the guy is getting ready to hike the ball. Yeah, but you're talking about the logo. I'm talking no, about the jersey, no, no, no. The, the uniform, that whole uniform set. When they rock those, those are those are pretty clean. Uh, and that's not even the team that I care for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yo, the Cowboy Thanksgiving jersey is sick. Those are good. I can't uh, hate on it, bro. That Cowboy jersey is fire. The Bengals white helmet this year, mm. they need to rock that as much as they can. I don't understand why they don't. It's, it's, a, it's a bad call. That's, that's bad management. It's interesting you bring up the Bengals because at the time we're recording, it is Wednesday. We don't have the schedule out. I've been harping on the schedule being the most important bit of information you get, whether you're betting on it. Everyone plays the win-loss, win-loss record sure, sure, of as course. a fan. But I think it's very important to know when you're playing. You know who you're playing this year. You don't know when they're playing. Yeah, I've been, I've been eyeing the Raiders' schedule. It's pretty dope because they have a lot of popular fan bases coming in. The Steelers are coming. Both oh. New York teams are coming. The Packers are playing here. So it's going to be both, both New York teams, both New York teams. Yeah, the the uh, the but we're not playing. The NFC East isn't playing the AFC uh, West again. We just played them. No, but I think it's because just similar uh, record seedings. Okay, so like you play the AFC West third place team. The Giants came in third also, so That's you have that. Okay, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be lit those weekends, man. Because I remember I came out here in twenty one. And Washington was in town. Yes. I was at that game. You were at that game. Yes, I was. And, dude, so many Commander fans everywhere. Washington football team that season. It's still Redskins. Still, still, <laughs> still Redskins to this day. <laughs> Bengals, one of the few games. We, we have about seven games here that have been announced. One of them is Bengals Chiefs Week 17. That's crazy. That's incredible. That's going to be a bloodbath. because. Uh, playoff implications, yes, seedings, bye week on the line, maybe divisions on the line. And then also for, for the degenerates out there, that, that's fantasy football championship weekend. Yeah, and, 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 uh, and you, you made mention of that before as well. That's going to that's gonna be a game that decides a lot of people's stuff, you know, whether it's Patrick Mahomes. Joe, there's, a lot, there's a lot of players a that, that are going to be ton, like, yeah. I'm waiting on this game. <laughs> like, uh, my money's on the line based off the results of that game. So that's, that's actually going to be a really big game. We have the London games. Yep. You got the Falcons, Jaguars, Bills, Jaguars. First time ever that the Jaguars are playing back-to-back -back games in London. The first two weeks in London. So they're going to definitely stay out there. You were saying, like, yo, I'm going to have to call the Con family to make these boys travel back and forth. That's going to be crazy. The Concord no longer exists. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they, they, st they stopped that play. Ravens, Titans? Hmm. No. That, that, That's going to be 6.30 in the morning here in the West Coast. Run game travels. That, that I will say. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about, like, the particular matchup. But yeah. I'm just saying... Oh, Ravens, Titans, like, even if I was a Ravens fan, I'd be like, eh, I don't know if I'm waking up at 6 a.m. to watch that. Would, would you go, um, I know the Giants played in uh, London, I want to say, two this years year, ago. This year, this year, they played the Packers, dude. It was, that was this year? Yeah. Did, I you, was, did I was, you go? No, I, I just moved here, like, four weeks before. Moving to Vegas, 
altered my entire summer and like football plans. Yeah. Because I was planning on doing a Champions League game on Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh my. Then going to a Premier League game. I've never been to a Premier League game. And, you know, I, everyone knows I grew up a soccer fan. Yeah. And then on Sunday, go to Giants Packers and then come back. But I couldn't dish out the money to go there. And I just moved. Like it was just, I'm not bitching that I moved to Vegas because I'm very happy and I'm excited and I love it here. But I'm also saying how I can't, bro. I'm doing well, but not that well to just be the the way your the way your account money. is set up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that wasn't, that, that that wasn't was, gonna pass the checking in the safe. Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't do that. Shouts to Kevin Hart with that joke there. And then we got Dolphins, Chiefs, Colts, Packers in Germany. That Dolphins, Chiefs. That's gonna be another good one. That's another good game. What, what week is that? What week is that? They week. It's November fifteenth. Hey, I saw that. Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah, they can hear hey, us. Okay, okay. Oh, oh, they can hear us. Yeah, shout okay. out. Okay, hey, how's it going? Shout how's it going? It. All right. Yeah, then. Yeah. Okay, then. All right, watch yourself, girl. Um, great town, so, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, great town. That's a uh, great girl. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Just keep it at that. Just great girl. Listen, that on. was that was very good. That was those very those those. those respect. I'm always, I'm always lurking, bro. I'm always lurking. Respect. You know what else? You know what else is on the schedule? Hmm. Once again, these bastards did it to me, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. What, what, what's what's going on with your Christmas plans? How, how's Christmas looking for you? Awful. <laughs> wait, wait. Where is that game though? It's in Philly. Bro. <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, that's a, that's that's like, come on, man. Like, I want to have a life. Like, can we have a life, bro? They're gonna ruin Christmas for me. The Giants haven't won a game in Philly that mattered. Dang, really. I'd, I'd have off the top of my head now. Like, and I'm talking about a game where something know, was on the line. Yeah. The okay. Giants are in three and eight going into. I'm talking about like shit matters. Yeah. Bro, since like week three of 2011, when it was the Victor Cruz breakout. Remember oh. when he danced on Asamoga? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Uh, uh, he was the Raider corner that went to the Eagles. Oh, 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 oh. You're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're talking Remember they had the dream team, Vince Young. You're talking about Kerry Washington's husband. I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, <laughs> way back, bro. That's like the last time I can remember off the top of my head where they went into Philly and they won. And now Dang. these fucks put that game on Christmas. My family's going to probably be out here too. And they're going to be like, oh my God, it's so nice to see you. And then the Giants are going to be down 31 3 at halftime. What's, wor like, what's, wor what's worse than a Christmas game? What's worse? Worse than a Christmas game? Yeah. Like, were you like, we have no shot? What's worse? This matchup right here. No, worse. no. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving uh, is by far worst. When when the Cowboys like absolutely cracked the Redskins, well, Thanksgiving is like so like the day's ruined. The Gi the Giants played on Thanksgiving this year. They yeah. They lost to the Cowboys, but they covered the plus eight. So, you know, you can't, you can't have it all, but you gotta have something. That's what I like to say. So yeah, man, they fucked. They ruined Christmas, dude. How they do that to me? I, I'm sorry that your Christmas plans were ruined. You know what I mean? But, you know, listen, listen. They're going to lose by four touchdowns. You know why? Because they always lose to Philly by three, four touchdowns. We're going to have more sponsors by then. Yeah, that's, hopefully. That's hopefully. the thing. That, that, that's the saving grace of it. I will say that. Before we move over to the NBA, because we were talking about NBA playoffs and a lot of fun stuff going on over there. Let's use the wrestling term fantasy book, potential week one matchup. Like, what would you like to see as far as Thursday night, Monday night, and Sunday night football? Because those are the marquees. Like, the, the season opener. We know for a fact it's going to be Kansas City. Yep. Who would you like the Chiefs to be playing? I'll pull oh. up their schedule. Week. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's, 
There it is. We have that capability. Who, who, uh, what, what teams are they playing outside of their division? So they are playing at home. They're playing Denver Chargers, Raiders, Bills, Bears, Lions, Eagles. Well, I guess we're we're coming out swinging with uh, with Chiefs, Bills, Chiefs, Bills, and that matchup will be dope. It, it would suck because one of those two teams has to take a loss or a tie, but um. That would, be, that would be a heck of a start to the NFL season, for sure. And it would be a bit of a statement for the Bills. Because if the Bills could jump off running, I think that that would really give them a, a big boost. You know what I mean? Just because of the way last season ended and kind of how they've tailed off a little bit. Um, I think that, uh, that yeah, that, that team would need the, that kind of good, good juju from the beginning of the season. Yo, I couldn't disagree with you more about Buffalo. Okay. They, I respect it. They opened up the season last year on Thursday night. Remember was they, that was that last year's yeah, matchup? They played they played the Rams. Oh, oh Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 sure. And like, bro, you know what, man? Buffalo, I'm sorry. I went to school there. You guys know I got nothing but love for the 716. I'm done with you. <laughs> I just am. Like, ever since they got to the conference uh conference championship game, yeah. it's gotten worse. Yes. And the window, I think, it hasn't closed, but it's like it's it's almost it's almost a wrap. Well, you know what, and and that's fair. I can I, I completely understand why you would feel that way too. I think with with Josh, it does keep it open, right? But they have to continually retool, similar to what we've talked about in the past with what the Chiefs have done. Yeah, you know, they have to draft well. I don't I don't really recall their draft being you know exemplary. Um, they're always but, also picking like 25th now 28th. they did pick up uh who, who what tight end did they pick up in the draft Kincaid they did pick up Kincaid so I don't know what they're gonna be yeah that's I true. don't you know what I mean I don't know what they're gonna be I know that their defense quietly is sketch yeah you know I mean like they're they're not bad they're very good on paper but then I feel like in big games they're not they don't have that guy but you saw you saw what happened last year we we've been celebrating their safety duo right Poyer and Hyde yeah we've been praising them and rightfully so all pros pro bowlers probably the best no not probably I think the best, best safety tandem, tandem tandem for sure yeah. for sure but then their secondary from two years ago they lost both their corners Levi Wallace left and then Tredavious White was coming off the ACL, so he didn't come back till November. Yeah. And then the, the safeties got banged up. So before you know it, you're like, damn, bro. That's why That's why um, I'm blanking on his name right now. Hamlin. Hamlin yeah. was getting a lot of playing time. That's he right. was playing well. But if those guys were healthy, he's probably he, like a special, special teamer. teamer. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So the reason why I say this about Buffalo, bro, is I'm just done with, Oh, we, you know, if, if we're, if we're the one seed, if we have home, it's this like, is dude, the year. Yeah. Yeah. Last year they went into KC and they beat them like regular season. And everyone's like, yo, bills, bills. And then what happens? They stumble along the road and then you're hosting a playoff game against the Bengals where you should have won that game because it's snowing in Buffalo in January. Holy shit. You don't want to go through Buffalo and then you get your shit punched in. So for me, the Bills, I'm good on that. I'm good on that. I wouldn't want to see that. You know what game I would like to see on Thursday Night Football? Go ahead. Super Bowl rematch. Oh, my goodness. Eagles, Chiefs. You got the Kelsey brothers again going at it. You got the storylines there. You got the two quarterbacks that absolutely crushed it in the Super Bowl. The two highest paid. I think Lamar's in that mix now, too. Shout out to Lamar Jackson getting his money. 
we're very excited about that. I've been saying how it was crazy that he didn't get paid all this time. Yes. But I would like to see Philly, Kansas City. And you were talking about one of them starting off with a loss. Why not Philly, bro? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to ruin Christmas for me, dude. It's at least you start off we, all in we one. Got, we got to get them as many losses as we can yeah, early in the season. Yeah, hey, ruin that morale. Hey, hey, it, well, look. I don't know what Philly's going to be this year. I, you know, we do know how the numbers say what they are. That team that goes to the Super Bowl, truthfully, both teams that go to the Super Bowl really struggle the next year a little bit. Um, but uh, if Philly can struggle, that would definitely, would definitely help some things around the house. For sure. <laughs> Not going to lie. Sunday night football, can I give you a matchup? Okay, go ahead. I feel like you're going to love this. You strike me as a guy that likes that old school kind of football. Okay. Steelers-Ravens. That's a that's a good matchup, especially you know in division Sunday night football. It's an exciting start to the season. Yeah, that's it's, exciting. It's the rivalry. I think it's the most intense rivalry in the NFL. Like them two, when them two play each other, as far as division goes, because I I think I think Bengals Chiefs right now is is probably my favorite matchup. Like that's mm. must see TV. That's that's similar Ball to four. similar to Colts Colts Patriots with back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's a marquee matchup. I think all four of their meetings in the NFL, whether playoffs or regular season, has been decided by a field goal. Yeah, no, so that yeah. goes to show you just how much of a coin flip that matchup is between them two, the two clear best quarterbacks in the league, mm. Mahomes and Burrow. Clear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else? And look, when I say clear, I mean Mahomes and Burrow starts the conversation with everyone else. And then after because that, it, there's a slide. Yeah, well, there's a slide between Mahomes and the next best guy. Yes, we, we talked about that the last yeah, time. Yeah, because right. it's, it's just ridiculous, dude. Like, we're trying to create these conversations. It's the same thing that happens in the NBA. It's the same thing that happens in any other sport. Right, even in soccer, it happens. It's like, oh, it's Messi, Ronaldo, and everyone else, and then like Neymar will have a season. We're like, oh, Neymar. It's like, no, no, no it's still them two, right? And that's <laughs> let's just, try not to. Yeah, let's not get crazy. That's the same thing now. Now yeah. it's it's Mahomes is clear number one, and then number two is Burrow, but there is a gap between them. Yes, yes. I wouldn't say how sizable as people would make it seem. No, but, no, but but it's, it's let's let's not get crazy. It would either. be like when people podium. In tournaments, it'd be like that. <laughs> okay. It's like, but you know who who the golf big dog clap. is. You get a golf, yeah, clap. yeah. Golf you were you were eight seconds behind, but, you know. But but you were you were the first loser. Yeah, so you're good. You yeah. got to be. Which up is here. not a bad thing, bro. How many quarterbacks are there on the planet? You're the second best one. All right, it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. There's just there's one guy there that just is is, is the man right now. So, <laughs> going with this this matchup, those Steelers Ravens, I think that would be a dope Sunday night football. Uh, yeah, that would be good. I actually, um, I would actually like to highlight, uh, two young quarterbacks and I would actually go rematch of the wildcard game with Jags and Chargers. Oh, I like that. Because we got to start to, you know, we have to start to push these new guys, these young guys good call. and, um, and doing something like that would actually be pretty cool because they had an epic game. They would build all that up, and you know, you know, you are you obviously know how they how the conversation and the narratives would go, but um, but I think I think that would be a pretty pretty cool matchup as well. Hmm. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Monday Night Football. I think I think this one is. I I want to say this one's a lock to be the Monday Night Football game. Okay. Giants Jets. 
Oh, that's right. We talked about that. You did talk about that. And also, it's on. Makes 9, sense. It's also on nine eleven. Oh, think about that. The storylines. Oh wow, I think How, that's a it's twenty twenty. This would be twenty two years. Twenty two years. Twenty two years. Yeah, yeah. That that actually that's a that is as much of a. Uh, if they shank that punt, I don't know what to say. <laughs> that's that's for, that's pretty pretty easy, I would say. Yeah, that'd be a dope Monday night football game. I want to say they don't do the double anymore because last year they didn't do the double. They did it in week two. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know if they don't do it the first week. Um, I haven't heard anything on that, though. Do you like it when they do that? The double? Yeah. Living in, in, in the West Coast now, yeah, I'd like it even more. Because, dude, back home, the game, the second game would start at, like, quarter to 11. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's halftime at 1 in the morning. You're like, all right, bro, I can't, yeah, can't be oh, staying up now. It. Like, it's, it. it's, time, it's time to go to bed, you know? So, yeah, I think, I think it's a cool way to highlight, highlight your, a way to open up Monday Night Football, having yeah. a doubleheader. Uh, my, only, uh, my only point of contention with it has always been that second booth that they put together is like me, you, and the, the janitor. Bro, they'd be like, better off having me and you and then and some of the people that they have. Don't, like, don't try like, to sell us short. Bro. I was like, what is this? <laughs> like every time I'm like, yeah, this is a horrible game. To like, <laughs> it's not even the matchup is great or bad, but the the commentary is just god awful. And you could tell they like met each other in the in the in the elevator on the way up. Yo, like, that's great. It <laughs> does sound like they just met each other. Every time. Yeah. Wait, what's like, your name again? Yeah. Uh, uh, when, I'm Sean, talking, right? don't, yeah, yeah. when I'm talking, don't talk over me, please. That, that is how it sounds because it just sounds like a bunch of chaos in it's, the middle. It's of it. not good. So that's, that's always my, like, anytime they do it, I'm like, oh, God, this again. Do you, do you value the schedule being released as much as I do? Because for me, from a, from a betting standpoint, I think it's the most important bit of information that you get. Um, not so much in football because football, those first three weeks, yeah, I mean, everything could be completely contrary to what you were thinking. Um, outside of, obviously, a few teams, you know, very rarely does the Chiefs go from Super Bowl champion to the worst team in the league. That doesn't happen often. Um, but, uh, but by and large, you know, like, we didn't think the Jags were going to be good last year. I called that the Lions were going to be good, but everyone said I was crazy. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, football is so weird year to year, um, especially with coaching changes and different things. So... Uh, for me, it's more just exciting. Um, I don't really pay so much attention to the entire league. I, I more or less kind of line up how my team looks and, you know, where, where maybe what games I would want to go to and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, we're playing the Packers this year. Oh, no, I'm not going in week 13, though. Like, just stuff, stuff like that. Bro, you stuff ain't like kidding. That. You ain't kidding. I tell people all the time, I'm like, yo, don't ask me to go to a giant game after, like, Halloween. I ain't going. Hey, I was there, and it was actually really nice. Bro, coldest day of my life. Actually, there's, there's two, two cold days. Both are around football. In 2005, the Giants played in December against the Chiefs. And this is when Tiki Barber broke the single-game rushing record for, like, the franchise. Okay. Bro, it was so cold. I was maybe, what was it, like, 03, 04 around there. So I was a yeah. teenager, young teenager. They were giving out blankets. For every time you registered for like a New York Giants <laughs> Visa credit card. Okay. Bro, the amount of fake names my pops <laughs> and I put down. Because my dad don't really know English. So I'm just going around all of all of Giants Stadium filling out information. And they give us free blankets. Because I went there in an Under Armour and a hoodie. 
Okay, so you're it was like me. so bro, it was so cold where we legit wrapped ourselves up <laughs> like a whole ass blanket around my arm, yeah. around the other arm, around the leg. Bro, I went home with like twenty two blankets. Oh my! My mom was like, "What the hell did you Why guys? You guys have what did you guys rob?" We're like, "Yo, it's a long story. I still can't feel my fingers. It was four hours ago." <laughs> oh my god! All right, so my coldest, my coldest football story. This is when I had season tickets. Um, I uh, no, excuse me, this wasn't when I had season tickets. This is when. Uh, I got tickets to Cowboys, Redskins. This is maybe 04 as well. I was in college. Um, I drove up from college with uh, one, of my, one of my best friends, and he was a Cowboys fan. We go to the game. This was like Quincy Carter Cowboys. So this wasn't this a great early game. 2000s. This is early 2000s. We get to the game. Well, excuse me. It snows before the game. So it snows the night before. We wake up. Like, my driveway, the house, everything's covered. It's like a foot of snow. It's like, oh, God. We get to the game. It snows and sleet, proceeds to snow and sleet on us the entire game. I sit and watch my Redskins get completely cracked in the snow. We get back to the car to head back to college, to head back to Hampton. It's fighting traffic. It's about a five-hour drive. And my heat breaks. And I was so cold that I couldn't feel the pedals. Oh, man. It was like, I like literally could not feel like my toes were done. Like I couldn't feel anything. I, I thought, I thought they were going to take the foot. Damn, bro. <laughs> it was crazy. Dude, I played, I played football on Sundays, like really competitive, like two hand touch, rough touch football league. And first place is like a couple thousand dollars. Like okay, it's, it's no, like a, well, people playing there. It, yeah. It's like 4,500, 6K, 8K sometimes. And bro, we're playing in the championship. And it's the same day. Remember when Seattle played Minnesota in the playoffs and the Vikings kicker missed like a like a 23-yard field goal? Okay. Bill, Billy Walsh, I think. Okay, yeah. Or, or that, whoever that kicker was. Bro, in, in, in Minnesota, it was when they were building the dome, so they played an outdoor game. They're playing Seattle. Yes, yes. Bro, it was so cold that day where I couldn't – I played quarterback. I couldn't, like, grip the football. I would manually have to, like, if this was the football, I would have to, like, I would hold the football like this, and with my other hand, I'm manually just <laughs> adjusting my fingers to throw, right? And the way this league works is you kick the ball off, and then when you step on the field, it's, it's second down. So first down is the kickoff. 50-yard line is the first down. We get the ball first. We score a touchdown. We, you go for an extra point from the five-yard line. We miss it. They get the ball. Score a touchdown, get the extra point. First two drives of the game, the game ended 7-6. Because, <laughs> bro, we were so cold. And ever since that day, I'm like, yo, fuck that. I'm never playing in the winter, bro. Never playing. So I never played in the winter again. I was no. like, yo, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a dome quarterback. I'm like Peyton Manning, right? Bro, you're, you're, if it's over 60 degrees, no one is touching me in 7-on-7. Seven seven. You are from the East Coast. Yeah, but How that, did this happen? Bro, it was so brick, dude, that my face mask, you know, the ski mask, the yeah, yeah, one? yeah, yeah. It like when I went to take it off, I had to crunch it because of the sweat froze, bro. It was like minus thirty degrees. It was, it there's, was so there's levels dumb. to cold. It was dumb. Okay. It was like really dumb. We didn't shake hands after the game. I'm telling the <laughs> giver, I'm like, yo, bro, when this game ends, I'm going straight to the car. <laughs> it was bad, dude. It was bad. Today's game was sponsored by uh, Campbell's Chunky Soup. Basically, if you're going to a football game in New York City in December, you're on your own. <laughs> Don't say I didn't warn you. It's not a good time. It's not a good time. All right, Patreon. Patreon rundown before we get into some NBA talks. And, uh, and I want to definitely ask you 
something that I feel very strongly about when it comes to player salaries. Okay. All right. Patreon rundown. Nick Chavez, Abel Rezin, Ben Coltsian, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Devin Rendon, Jordan Riley, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crummich, Thomas Robinson, and David Martinez. You have pledged for an entire year. Thank you for the contributions. Patreon.com slash Veterans to support the show. Next week, I have a big announcement concerning the Patreon and a place where you guys can buy some merch. I know I've been getting a lot of feedback for that, especially with the new logo. So be on the lookout for that next week. Patreon members, you'll be the first to know exactly in full detail. Going to start giving back to some of you guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Guys, for all the contributions to the Patreon. Let's talk about what's happening in the NBA. Oh, all right. Where do you want to start? Pick a series. Let's let's just let's just go ahead and start with the sadness first. We can uh, go ahead and start with Lakers. Oh, I was thinking you were gonna start. You you want to go? You want to go Knicks Heat? Yeah, we, Which, we can wait, go hold, Knicks Heat. Hold on, hold on, hold on. By the way, <laughs> by the way, we've ruined so many franchises. <laughs> Every time we link up, bro, we praise the team. <laughs> it ends bad. Shit goes sideways it, immediately. <laughs> it started with the Nets. We were talking about the Nets yep. the first time he came on. Yep, and then yep. like eight days later, they traded Durant and Kyrie. <laughs> forgot who we were talking about the second time. But last time you we were on two weeks ago, I was like, yo, bro, like I got, a, I got a 40 to one on the Knicks, man. I got, you know, you're like, yo, me too. And, and now they're down 31. Time we're... What's <sighs> the problem? As, as someone that is, is away from it. Yeah. Right. How do you feel about what the Nixon Heat series has been? Um, it's truthfully been about energy. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler, we, we talk about Jimmy Butler, but when it comes down to Jimmy Butler is very similar to Kawhi from this standpoint. He will do, when it gets to this time of year, he will do whatever it takes to win a game because it's today. It's not, oh, tomorrow, the day after that. I'm winning today. And, and I think a lot of times players and coaches in today's NBA, they kind of like, oh, you know, they, they like chalk it up. Like, oh, there's another game. And it's like, bro, don't think like that. Let's win today. Because if we win today, tomorrow will be a little bit easier. But I think the, the thing with the Knicks and, and, uh, and Julius Randle uh, had said this, actually, shout out to Knicks fans TV, who's uh, also on Blue Wire as well. Yep, yep. Um, uh, he was saying in the, in the press conference that, you know, I think they want it more, and that's honestly what I think it is. The Knicks have been a scrappy team, um, but I, I, you know, the the Heat have been just they've been they've been eating their lunch. Um, for me, 
I've said this. I don't know if I, I've said it as much out loud as I've said it in my own head. If Tom Thibodeau cannot find a freaking way to put Julius Randle and Obi Toppin in the game at the same damn time, it is frustrating. Julie, uh, Obi Toppin will come in for seven minutes, get six points. That's his, that's his stat line. Freaking Mitchell Robinson will be in the game for 30 minutes, have six, six points, eight rebounds. It's like, bro, like, if, if that's what I'm getting, then go ahead and get me somebody that's going to give me some buckets, too, and energy. You know what I mean? That's, that's just my feeling. You describe them as scrappy. When I hear someone describe a UFC fighter and the first thing they mention is his toughness or her toughness, I'm like, mm. You're betting against it? <laughs> to, to me, that strikes me as a consumer of the sport. It's like you're limited everywhere. You don't do one thing rather great. Mm, okay. No, toughness I is like... It's a cool attribute, but I'm talking about like your, the first thing you mentioned to me is a fighter's toughness. I'm like, mm, I don't know. The reason why I bring that up is because when you mentioned scrappy to me, yeah. I think of limited. And, and, truthfully, and, and that's what I think a lot of teams are. And I think that's, that's what the Knicks are. At yeah. this point of the season, you got to be able to hit certain landmarks. Like you got to hit like, yo, you got to get over one, 110 a game, right? Like that's just today's NBA. Today's yeah. NBA, like you got to get... And you have to have guys that can, can consistently, you know what you're getting every time you step off the bus. Like right now, bro, and last time you were on, I was saying Kendall Jenner is the MVP of the playoffs. Devin Booker right now is the only guy in the NBA that I know for a fact is going to go out there and get me 25 to 30 every night in the playoffs. Yes. Like it's a guarantee. And the Knicks just don't have, and like Brunson, I, I, I think the ankle is bothering Brunson a little bit. He doesn't seem to have that same like burst, that same burst. Yeah. But when you describe the Knicks or any team as like scrappy, yeah, that's exactly what they are. But it's, you're kind of limited. And at this point, you need that. I think this is the kind of series where you need a guy like a Donovan Mitchell who the Knicks were going after in the offseason and they didn't get. Even though like I'm very happy. This isn't slandering. Jalen Brunson, but it's like, yo, there's a reason why those positions are so coveted around the league and why people are giving Kawhi Leonard 45 a year and Paul George 45 a year. It's because that's the kind of guy that could create his own shot, take advantage of a mismatch that the Knicks just don't have. Yeah, well, and, and, and to your point, you know, when you're able to just have a guy that I don't have to run anything for, mm -hmm. like he can get his own bucket. Yeah, it doesn't have to, has nothing to do with coaching, has nothing to do with scheme. It's just him. The Knicks don't have that guy necessarily, not consistently. And then to your point, no, it's, it's the truth. You know, if, if you want to say limited, limited from the standpoint of they don't have what the Heat have. The Heat have a marquee player that this time of year, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to attack the game. That one game, not the whole series, yeah. just that one game. It's different. But don't you feel like they have a lot of players that have also been in this moment? Like Strauss. The Knicks? No, I'm talking about the Heat. Oh, the Heat. The Heat. Like they're getting production from guys that seem random, but it's not if you look at the history of what the Heat are. Yeah. Like these I, guys are producing every time because they've been in this. They've they, been in this spot. They've been to the finals. Not this whole team, but a good but also, chunk. They've been to conference finals. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not getting swept in the conference finals. They're taking you to a game six, a game seven. Yeah. And that's what I think is the difference, dude. Yeah. And, and, and look, 
this is still progress, Knicks fans. Uh, I can look at the camera for this. This is still progress for Knicks fans because last year was a horrible showing. Mm. Horrible showing. Julius Randle looked bad, like really, really bad, like almost run him out of town bad last last offseason. Um, but for them to come have a great first first round, and then, you know, I, I was talking, I actually was talking to Casey today, and um, I was like, look, if you guys can win this game tonight and force them to hold serve at home, that's one of the hardest things to do when someone's fighting for their lives. Today is the easiest game to just, okay, we gave up. If they win today and then they force you to take a flight, anything can happen in the last two games. Um, have they been playing good enough? No, they haven't. Uh, but I, I still think they're, 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 it's similar to another series we're going to talk about. They're just a couple possessions away. Like the games aren't as crazy or as bad as you think. They're just this bad possession or this dead situation where you could have taken better care of the basketball and you didn't that led to a run that led to a bucket. You know what I mean? Just little stuff like that. I agree and disagree. I'm going to push back in the sense that they're stringing five and six possessions in a row like that. Yes. Where it's not five or six possessions. And that's where before no you know, out. you're looking at, you're looking and they're down 18. You're like, fuck, what just happened? It was just a three point game. Cause, cause Tibbs don't call timeout when <laughs> like the second you feel energy shift, burn it, burn it now, bring them over, talk it out. <laughs> Pop Popovich was the best, bro. <laughs> the game would start. The team hits a three timeout. Everyone out. <laughs> like, yo, what just happened, Pop? He's hey, like, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like what I'm seeing. And and everybody wants to think they're Phil Jackson with Phil Jackson type players and like, oh, they can just play through it. Not everybody can play through it. Like sometimes your job as the coach is to stop it and stop it before it starts. Like if you see something that you don't like, two or three straight possessions, burn a timeout. Don't sit there and just say they'll figure it out. Like obviously they're not. <laughs> Call timeout. But yep, yep. What about uh, what about the Nuggets and the Sun series? Every team has one at home. Yes. And every team is getting contributions from guys that just play better when they're at home. Like your bench. Like the story of this series has been the bench. Because Phoenix in the first two games in Denver, I think the bench in the second game scored five points. Yes. Four yes. points. Yeah, single no, digits. No, single digits. Both games. It Both was games. eight the first game. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think like they had 12 total. And then Shamit in Phoenix has like a career game yeah. where he was a DMP in the first series. And that's, that's what separates like the superstars from your, your good players because you've seen what Jok Jokic, Murray, they don't care where they got to go, especially Jokic. Yeah. And then Durant and Booker are like, yeah, I'm giving you a 30 piece no matter what. Yeah. We, we could go into Denver. We'll go into wherever, wherever it doesn't matter. That's what separates you from being here to, to the upper echelon For sure. of players. And to me, I, I think it's a it's a classic every team is going to win at home series. That's why I got the Nuggets going. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I still think, you know, listen, the Suns are in trouble if campaign is your starting point guard. Chris Paul, it sucks that he gets hurt. But you know what, man? It's ask people in Houston. So three biggest what ifs. All have to do with Golden State okay. of like the last decade. Okay. The the clay game six against the Thunder, yeah. which is iconic. The Rockets being up 3-2 on the Durant Warriors when Chris Paul like blew his hamstring or something at the end of game five. It was 3-1, remember? 
No, it was 3-2. Oh, yes, 3-1 yes. was, was Golden State Thunder. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And then and then the other what if is what if Durant didn't go to Golden State, right? So this is the this is what happens with Chris Paul, man. It's and look, now now it's even worse than it was back then because now he's like 37, 38. Yeah. There's a lot of wear and tear on him and and I felt coming into the playoffs it was something we talked about before how Booker and Durant, they're playing north of 40 minutes every game. I know you have to, but you're putting a lot on those guys. If those guys don't get you 70 combined, you're not winning those games. At all. At all. Like, you're you not coming close. Chance. Yeah, you're not coming <laughs> close, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ugh, that that series is, is a tough one. Um, I think Jokic has played really well. Murray has played really well. Um, but the Nuggets really have shown how well they have drafted. Like if you really look at that team, by and large, that team was all drafted there, you know. Um, and uh, and there's something to be said about that. There's something to be said about continuity, continually being with the same guys. And um, I think that's that's really what pulls them through. I I really still don't trust the Suns. You know, what I mean, the Suns are still too Jekyll and Hyde for me. Um, outside of Devin Booker, but Kevin Durant hasn't looked fantastic. He might have gotten you 30, but for Kevin Durant, it was an ugly 30, and he doesn't usually He really had up. to work for that. Yeah, he doesn't usually tend to throw up ugly 30s. Like, his 30 is, like, usually like, oh, Durant only had eight shots. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? he just happened to be seven of eight and, you know, like, in a whole bunch of threes and, and a lot of free throws. Like, he, he never, he was always a very efficient player. For him to get 30 on 20-plus shots, that's not a good game for him. Why are the Nuggets the one seed? They're up in their series. This could age horribly if they don't advance. But people still don't believe in the Nuggets. And yeah. I'm one of them. As yeah. someone who's financially invested in the Lakers. Okay. <laughs> I am loving what I'm seeing so far, both from the Lakers and that the Nuggets are going to beat the Suns. Because I'd rather play Denver than have to go up against Booker and Durant. Am I crazy for that? You are. And I'll tell, well, and I'll tell you the reason why you are as far as the Lakers are concerned. The Lakers... The Lakers would much rather see the Suns just from the standpoint oh, of... Oh, you think so? Just from the standpoint of the Lakers right now, it's depth that's helping them. <sighs> Good ass point, You bro. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, when you look at the Suns, the Suns, like, they have to run those dudes out there. And so if, if I, as the Lakers, are able to run defenders at Durant, run defenders at Booker all game, and they're getting fresh bodies, and he's out here like, bro, I've had, I've had a, a sip of Gatorade, that's all I've got. You don't, uh, and on top of the wear and tear from the series before, and they were down, so this is going to have to go to game seven for them to even get to the conference finals. Yeah, no, you'd much, much rather have to play the, the Suns than you would the Nuggets. The Nuggets right now, they feel disrespected because I, I was the same way. I was like, I thought the Nuggets were going to lose in the first round. So, like, I mean, everyone, I wasn't that crazy, but yeah, I hear what you're who, saying. Who did, they, who, did they, who did they beat in the first round? Timberwolves? Oh, no, no, I didn't think yeah. that. That, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, come on, bro. I have to check My bad. That out. My bad. <laughs> That's on me. But um, but yeah, I mean the Nuggets, the Nuggets, they they're I don't think they're so dangerous that people are afraid, but they're also not making a lot of mistakes. And so it's like when you're playing. But yeah, this, you know why else too? Because you mentioned it before. They've been this core has been together with the exception of Aaron Gordon for like four or five four, years. Yeah, four years. Four years, easily. And there's a reason why those teams flourish. Like, you see it all the time in the NCAA tournament. 
where like, oh, this team got a bunch of freshmen going up against a team that got like super five, seniors. Yeah. Like <laughs> a 25 year old senior. You're like, bro, this team has been together all this. And that's why you'll have like a mid-major beat Duke. Yeah. And there's something to that. Like the Spurs that year, the year after the Ray Allen shot, when he hit that shot and then. I never told you the reason why I made that face. I'll let you continue. Then I'll tell you. <laughs> the year the year after when the Spurs were all that ball movement and like yes. they ran the heat off the court. Yes. That was also a team that's been together for a decade. Le- legit. Legit a decade. Uh, Ray Allen, tell me. So I was doing, uh, this was when I was doing my event in China. And um, I, I didn't tell you about my event in China. No, okay, this is new to me. Okay, all right. Which so, I like, by the way, because okay, okay. I, I get a, a natural reaction <laughs> okay. from what you're going to tell me. All right. So, so um, I did an event in China with Tracy McGrady, Gary Payton, Jason Williams, Bonzi Wells. And Tracy, uh, this is the year that Tracy decided to come, you know, jump on the Spurs, whatever, whatever, right? So what you didn't know before that was that Tracy McGrady had actually signed up to do an event in China. And so... I had to do a lot of uh, damage control and, uh, and fires to be put out with, uh, with people 13 hours ahead of me. And um, so basically when he signed up with the Spurs, there was a whole lot, this, the story definitely gets longer, but there was a whole lot going back and forth. I was like, all right, fine. The event was originally supposed to be in May. I was like, all right, well, he's with the Spurs. Let's go ahead and push it to the end of May. Because this, if you think back, that Spurs team was like a four or a five seed. They were not meant to go to the finals. The Thunder were supposed to go to the finals that year. And, um, and so, so we pushed the event to the end of May and Golden State should have knocked out the Spurs in the first round. They didn't. Spurs came back and I was like, all right, let's go ahead and push it to June, like beginning of June, just to be safe. These Spurs keep freaking winning. Trace McGrady's doing nothing. He's like, he's literally not even getting on the court. And, um, and so they make it to the finals and I'm like, all right, look, we got to push it. What's the latest we can push it? So I forget what the day was, but it was like, okay, as long as this series does not go to game seven, we're good. So that whole 20, uh, 2013 final run, I was like, I don't care who wins. Just get it over with. I don't care if it's the Spurs. I was cheering for LeBron. I didn't care. I was just like, just go. Just be done with it, right? So when the Spurs got up, I was like, okay, cool. Tracy wins. Tracy's going to come to, you know, he'll have a retirement tour in China. This will be great. It'll, it'll be a perfect backdrop, right? So I'm literally packing. I'm packing because I'm going to the airport that night. And Ray hits that shot. And literally, he, he cost me about 70 grand. Damn. Because that whole trip was toe up. Because we had to put, because remember, goes to game seven. We're ahead in time. So dudes have to go through their exit interviews, all of that, and then fly. So you're already a couple days behind just in what's going on. And uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that shot. Shout out to my man, Ray Ray. Ray's my guy. I've known him since UConn. And uh, yeah, he, he's yeah, ruined. So Ray has Jesus ruined. Jesus Shuttlesworth ruined Ray, it for you, Ray bro. has ruined my brother's life. <laughs> and he's ruined mine quietly in some ways, right? So, uh, so anytime Jerome and Ray get together, I'll tell you this story quick. Anytime Jerome and Ray get together, they always, Ray always brings up the Big East championship game where AI takes a horrible three because he wanted to be the hero. And Jerome, like, literally catches the ball, like, under the basket. And, like, wait, the way he catches it, he, like, tries to throw it back. And it, like, goes over. And the game's over. And, like, 
And Ray always gets on Jerome. He's like, that was your one shot of over. Like, what happened? He's like, this is why we can't be friends. Yeah, <laughs> bro. I love that story, dude. I oh. was in Miami for game seven. We had booked a, we had booked a, it was like the first guys trip that my friends and I all went on. Okay. And we had said something very similar to what you said, except we were rooting for a game seven. It was like, yo, bro, it'd be dope to be in, dude, be, we were saying, yeah, we were saying there. on South Beach. Yeah. So like, bro, it'd be lit if That's, we're in Miami for, for a game seven and we ended up going to like the Clevelander oh. and it was like outdoor and it I was, love the Cleveland. It was hilarious because they're like, "Where are all the Miami Heat fans at?" And it was just like, <laughs> like we made more noise because this is when the Heat had that bad rep of yeah, like being yeah. shitty fans. That's right. And then we were we were on South Beach for uh, for like the parade and whatnot. It, it oh, was it was a cool. good ass time, bro. It was a good ass time. Oh, so that was complete timing, complete opposites. You were hating the game seven. <laughs> we were loving it. Oh, I had to deal with the triads literally in, in China. Like, yeah, you don't want to mess around with them. Yeah, bro, I almost didn't get out of Chengdu, dog. Not not a joke. Man, that's great. <laughs> I'll tell you more about it later. That's great. <laughs> Lakers. Oh. Why? Why are you so upset? Well, all right. I, I'm going to quickly give you. Didn't 30. you bet the Lakers also with me? No, definitely not. You know I can't stand LeBron. But don't matter. Bro, you got, this is this no. is the problem with you. You yeah, got to right. bet. Yeah, you got to bet. You gotta, bet num- you gotta bet the numbers. <laughs> you gotta bet the spots. Bro, I bet the Eagles when they played the Giants in the playoffs. <laughs> You got to do what you got to do, man. I, I'll hold my money. <laughs> I'll be upset. Because, you know, because look, because Nick, the whole time, I'm not going to be happy. Like, even if the money is good, it's like, I'm still not happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'd rather be happy and broke and not make any money than, like, upset. And it's like, well, at least I made money. But that's a nice way to combat that, bro. I can't. Like, if the my, Giants get their shit punched by four touchdowns, I'm like, yo, at least I just made 150 bucks. They hit the over. Yeah. <laughs> at least they covered. It's like, this is what you got to do, bro. Anyway, go on. Why, my, my, why, my why don't you like the Lakers? Yeah, my mind won't let me do it. But basically, this is, this is I, I, I said this, I want to say, uh, last, last time I was here. The, the Warriors are based off of bad shots. When you really, really look at it, Steph and Clay have made a career off of making, taking and making bad shots, right? So I just did some rough numbers quickly. And so if Steph takes 12 threes a game, probably seven of them are a little bit ill-advised, you would say, right? Clay takes nine, five of those are ill-advised. Poole, before he started getting, <laughs> getting his minutes uh, dipped into, he's taking about eight, six are bad. Wiggins taking five, two are bad. That's 20 bad shots per game. If they're making eight of those or seven of those, that's still 13 bad possessions where the Lakers are now running, the Lakers are getting buckets or fouls or both. And that, to me, really, if you really look at it, just like from just on the threes alone, that's been the series. I agree. Again, I'm going to push back, and I feel like I'm pushing back a lot on this (laughs) one. That's all right. Isn't a part of the greatness of the Splash Brothers the ill-advised shots? Not to a to a coach. I coach. I trust me. Like like. Well, okay. The I will say the greatness of the Splash Brothers has been that they have made it acceptable to take certain shots because of the level of work and effort that they've put into taking those bad shots. Steph, you know, his little lunge three where his leg is just doing craziness and he hits it net and then he's looking for a foul. <laughs> like, he's practiced that a million times. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is a, that's not something that's foreign to him. 
uh, just like it wasn't foreign to Reggie Miller to kick his leg out and get to the line when he was shooting threes. Um, but it, for the two of them, I don't mind it because that's who they are. And you have to live with it because, again, that's who they are. But as far as Wiggins, Wiggins can't be a splash brother. The, the re- anytime, if you really look at the history of it, anytime outside of the two Durant years, which Durant is a unicorn by himself, the other two years that they've won, they've always had that wing guy that was driving to the basket. He'd hit a three or two if it was wide open. Like, it was just in their rotations. I get a wide open look, I'll pull it. But that guy always was going to the basket. It was Harrison Barnes. And then last year was Andrew Wiggins driving to the cup, dunking on people. Andre Iguodala, excuse me, it was also Andre Iguodala too. Mm-hmm. Andre Iguodala is, is hurt. You don't have that guy that's driving to the basket. Draymond Green can't drive to the basket anymore. Every time he drives, he's looking to pass. He, he, can't, he can't explode. He can't dunk on nobody. And every time he lays it up, he's getting it, pat, he's getting it patted back. So Wiggins' job really has been to drive to the lane, and he has not done that. And that's like, that honestly to me is the, he's been the key to, their, to this success. And if he's not doing that, if he wants to pull threes, they're not going to win. It's just not, it's not possible for them. Your best takes. Oh, oh, right now? No, no, that was your best. Oh, oh I yeah, appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. My bad. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to make you panic and be like, wait, what's he talking like, about? I was like, oh, oh, nah, okay. bro, because you, you bring up a good point. And the way, it's, it's funny, right? Because just because them two could do it, that aura rubs off on the rest of them. Yeah. It's like, shit, if they could do it, why we, not me? We all got green lights. Yeah, and that's not the case. They could do that because they are the two best shooters of all time, arguably. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing where that, that no-look Mahomes pass in the red zone or the rolling to your left, throwing cross body, it, it's cool when he does it. Yeah. But then everyone else in the league now is starting to do that. It's like, bro, you ain't Mahomes. Yeah. You ain't Steph. There's a reason why those guys could do that. You can't put your team in those positions. Yeah. Because especially... Like, Darvin Ham was talking about it uh, last game. Anytime a missed shot goes up and they can run, they're running. And whenever the, the Warriors haven't been able to set their defense, it's a foul situation. They're putting, they're, putting, they're putting their team in the foul. They're putting them in the foul positions. They're putting everybody in trail. Everyone's scrambling to get to a person. Um, those bad shots, man, they, they really, really do make a big difference. You don't think they do, but they do. How do you feel about the Celtics and the 76ers series. Philly stealing one in game five, 82% of the teams that win. Yeah, game, game, game five, five is the one. when it's 2-2, two, because two, it makes sense. It's hard for you to now beat a team back-to-back. That series has been, man, the, the craziest thing about the NBA playoffs, bro, is the massive overreactions game to game. Yes. Game yes. one, oh, this team's done. Game two, they win it. Oh, this team got it now. It's like, bro, let's see. <laughs> let's let it play out. <laughs> let it play out, dude. Let it play out. Like, you know what? When the series is over, then we could say. What's what? What's what? <laughs> yeah. But, man, it's just been one where you're looking at the odds are changing drastically. You're talking about like three, four dollar movements in either yeah. direction with each game. Now they're going back to Philly for game six. Maxi, I think, has been the star for them. Yeah. Yeah. Harden, um, Harden keeps kind of being, he doesn't know, but as long as he is, this last game he had close to a triple-double, as long as he is um, producing and he's helping, the, he's helping the team along and he's not being passive, 
If he's aggressive, James, even if it's not 30 points, but now I've got 15 assists because I was being aggressive, I think that's really what the, the key to the game is. Because you can pencil in Joel Embiid for 25 and 12. You know he's at least going to give you that. It's not going to fall short of that. It might go over it, but it's not going to be like, oh, JoJo didn't show up. Like, he's going to give you 25 and 12. I'm a big fan of Jason Tatum. I've picked him to win MVP the last three years. He hasn't <laughs> won MVP. But I've been following his game closely, and with them making the finals last year too, he's one of the 10 best players in the league, I think unanimously. But, Josh, I don't know how many guys not go cold, but go quiet at for, his level for stretches as much as he does. Like, he's had like a two-point for half, and you're just like, yo, bro, you're, you're that guy. Anthony Davis, that's the other one. They're the same mm. it, from, from that standpoint in terms of the, you'll, be, you'll look up and you'll be like, he had a 20-point half, and then he ends up with 26. And it's like, okay, but I think, I think AD can impact a game that don't appear on a box score. Fair. No, no, no. Way no, more than Tatum could. That's fair. That's, that's a thousand but, percent. But Tatum, he got to get you 30. He's like the main offense for them. I know Jalen Brown has really like played very well uh, for a while now with Boston, and he's a guy who's – they're going to have to make a decision on him, whether was, or not they're going to pay him or not. I love you. I was about to say, <laughs> is, is Brown coming back? It's hard, man. Back. I, don't, I don't think he's happy. That's what I think. Why, he, though? Do you he, think he don't get along with Tatum? I don't know what it is, but I forget what happened. It happened, it happened around the All-Star game, but he like said something, and I was like, I don't know how happy he is there, which is interesting. Because, you know what I mean, they kind of came in together. I was going to say, they grew have up grown together. together um, but he might want to go do his own thing. And, um, I mean, it would be interesting. I don't know. I had to look at the, the salary cap situation of where he could even go. Um, but it would be interesting to see where he ends up if it's not in Boston. Yeah, it's fascinating with the Celtics, man. Because with Tatum, he just has these stretches where... And it's weird because he has stretches where he he takes over a game. Dominant. But then he has those stretches where he's just ghost. Yeah. No, And you're he right. don't impact the game the way AD is a good comp. But AD in a half, if he has four points, he also has eight rebounds, four assists, maybe three block shots, and he's contributing. And then also I think the biggest thing with, with a guy like AD and just bigs in general is how many shots are they altering that are not a block or a steal it's like, dude, I'm going for a layup, and I as missed. I go up, I miss because, holy shit, here comes a nine-foot wingspan. Yeah, thousand percent. Altering my shot, and that don't appear on a box score. No, no, but it, it, it impacts a game, like yeah. you said. No, so it, that's why, that's why right. I think Tatum, Tatum just, and watching him in this series, and he's also my dad's favorite player. Oh, okay. He calls him Tatum because he can't, you know, he can't really speak English that well. Shout, shout out to Pops. <laughs> but he's like, man, is he even playing? Is he hurt? He asked me if he's hurt. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I just don't get it. For a guy that's that alpha, and he has those stretches where he's like, yo, give it, give it. And then there's other times where he's just like, it's, it's weird, bro. It's the light skin, man. It is what it is. It's, you know, <laughs> listen, I, 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 it's I, weird. I, I, I have to, you know, I can't, I can't uh, take offense to the beige brothers in the house, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is sometimes, man. Like, you know, uh, we, 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 we can be a little bit too cool. You know, Jason Tatum got the baby hair. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. You think that series is over? I don't want to say yes, because like you said, it's literally minute to minute in a lot of these series. Um, 
I, I would say it would behoove the Sixers to not mess around. You know what I mean? Like, if they want to ultimately get to the finals, because if they, look, I think we can all say from the way it looks right now, one of these two teams has the best championship caliber roster. Um, when you look at the Knicks, you know I mean? I, I know we both picked the Knicks to win. Um, if the Knicks are able to come back, the Knicks would have some issue with either of those teams. Uh, same thing with the Heat. I think the Heat would, the Heat, I'm not, you don't put anything past the Heat at this you point can. of the year. You can. Um, and Spo. So, you know, but I, the Sixers better not mess around. I agree with you. I agree with you. Before we wrap up, you wanted to talk uh, a little bit about baseball. And I sort of altered the conversation around one particular guy, which I find super fascinating. And I've found him fascinating for a couple of years now because, dude, anytime I hear anything about Otani, it's always first player since 1912 to do this. <laughs> first player since 1970 to do that. And every single time they flash a stat or a highlight it's like, this is the first guy to, to throw nine innings and then hit two home runs the next day since <laughs> a dude when it was Babe like Ruth. black and white television, right? <laughs> yeah. The conversation I want to have with him, and I don't know if I've ever told you this take, but one of my strongest opinions that I have in, in sports culture, sports media, whatever it might be, is I think there are a handful of athletes in each sport. Don't ask me to name them, but I will give you some examples that I think are vastly underpaid. Yeah. And all of them are maybe the highest paid player in their sport. Otani is expected, projected, I should say, to sign a contract that's going to be north of $600 million. I feel as if that's not enough for him, a guy like him. I'm not talking, now, all the players that I'm mentioning, mm -hmm. it's not guys that are, you know, not because he's a hitter and he's a pitcher. No, no, no. I'm talking about, think of the, the legacy impact. Think of the region of the world that he's going to impact that now say, hypothetically speaking, say he joins the Mets. Yeah. How many people now are going to tune into the Mets because of him, the jersey sales, the attendance, and then from there, how many dudes are just going to grow up to be Mets fans because you have this generational talent? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, to your point, I was after you said that I looked it up. Sport Track actually values him as an eight-year, two hundred thirty million dollar player as a pitcher, and a ten-year, three hundred thirty-three million dollar player as a hitter. And I mean, yeah, to your point, you know, I know we had talked about it a little bit before uh, we got on air as well. Um, there's certain players. I don't know if if six hundred million is is too much. Um, but to your point, how much money are you making off of this TV deal? How much money are you making off of my jersey sales? How much money? You know what I mean? Like, uh, the only thing I will say. How much money are you going to be making moving forward? Because now that eight-year-old kid is going to grow up and be a Met fan because Otani is there. That's right. And the other examples that I use in other sports are Curry with the Warriors. Yeah. How many do, first of all, he's. There's never been a player like him, I think, across all sports that has changed the trajectory of a sport moving forward than Curry. Now everybody shoot threes. We've talked about this in the past. But how many people now, they saw him win championships. They're going to be Golden State Warrior fans. Like, yeah. dude, I have friends that are Bulls fans. They never saw Mike, but their, their, their dad did. 
Yeah. Right. Their uncle did. Their older brother did. Yeah. And that's that's another guy who what was he? Whatever he was making with the Bulls is not that wasn't enough. Well, especially the beginning part of his career when he was making two million a year. And I know it sounds crazy because we just said that a dude making six hundred million dollars is not enough. But I think that there are a small like the point zero zero one percent of the one percent that we're talking about. Messi with Barcelona. Let's go international. Yeah. How many people now are rooting for Barcelona? Dude, Thierry Henry is my favorite soccer player of all time. I still root for Arsenal. And he, he hasn't had, played there in 12 years. Easily 12. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I root for France. Never been to the country. I have no French people. You've never been to France? Never been to France. We got to get you to Paris, man. I do want to go. I would love to go. We out? Yeah. We out this summer? I, all right. I, I, <laughs> well, I, look, I, was, I'm, I told you I'm trying to go to the French Open. Oh, the end okay. Of the month. I'm, oh, no, that's, that's, what, too that's, soon. that's, that's why, too that's soon. That's why I'm driving every day. <laughs> I got to make some scratch, man. But, yo, th think about, like, the lasting impact. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, when, no, when, a guy, no, right. when a guy is slated to make X amount of dollars from a franchise, what is the – and, again, these are generational pieces. Dudes are going to be Warriors fans because they saw Curry. Their kids are going to be Warriors fans because their dad watched Curry, and you hear all the Curry stories. I think Mahomes is another one. I think Brady went to England. Brady for sure. I mean, look, LeBron, but see the thing is with LeBron, he's jumped so much. So it's like That's why I didn't want to that's job. why I didn't want to mention him. Yeah, well well and and that's a fair that's a fair point. Giannis with the Bucks. You know what I mean? He's he's taking not only that team international, but he's putting he's put eyeballs on Milwaukee that haven't been there since Lou Alcindor. So if you really look at it, no, I I I completely completely agree with you. And, and, you know, and we were talking about it before, even if it's, you know, each like in certain sports, whether it's similar to football, we have a franchise player where, you know, we can spend more money to pay this player. Uh, I, I, my brother was a former athlete, so I'm always about players getting their pay, play, players getting their money. Um, I think in some ways, sports athletes are getting paid too much in some respects, especially in the NBA, Jesus Christ. Uh, but, um, you know, but. There's something to be said about those guys, those marquee guys that literally, I am the franchise. You say, you know, you say the Golden State Warriors, you're immediately saying Steph Curry. I'm some, I'm synonymous with the team. Um, Otani's one of those players, but again, he's also an international aspect, so that's a totally other big part of it um, that you have to take into consideration. Um, you know, you you saw it with Hideo Nomo, um, you saw it with my team with the Cubs with uh, Fukudome. You know, when you bring those Japanese players, uh, Hideki Matsui for the, for oh, the yeah. Yankees, when you bring those Japanese players over, not only are you impacting your franchise, but now you're impacting the entire league, but you're also bringing so many eyeballs directly to your team. I mean, look, think of Yao Ming with the, with, the, with the Rockets. You know, Yao Ming brought us 4 billion additional eyeballs to the NBA. Now, granted, you know, after everything happened, China has backed up a little bit, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. he he brought so much attention and money to the NBA just from his mere presence. I mean, I agree with you, bro. And I guess the counter would be how, well, you know, there are other players that are making way more than they should be. Yeah. Fair. I think that every team should have, and you don't need to use it every year. Yeah. You have one exception. Yeah. Yeah. Blank check. I used to talk about Andrew Luck, yeah. where if, you know, back in like 2016, if I had a chance, I was the owner. But like, yeah, bro, here's the checkbook. Whatever you want. No problem. <laughs> Just don't retire on me, please. But 
that's that, the that kind happened. of yeah that's the kind of player though like you're talking about a guy who's gonna it's it's a legacy it's a it's a future generations down the line yeah M the messy of the world i wouldn't even put cristiano ronaldo in that because he's played on nine different teams too yeah Messi yeah. played with barcelona for for 15 yes 15 years right Derek jeter was with the yankees all the time like yes. how many people are yeah, Yankees might be a bad example because they were always going to have that aura. But I think it, it it doubles down on what I'm saying. If you are a Milwaukee, a Golden State. Dude, yeah. I remember when the Golden State Warriors got purchased by this new organization, uh, the, the new like yeah. family that owns it now. And Chris Mullen grabbed the microphone because they booed the dudes that bought the team. And they're like, yo, with time, be patient with them. With time, we're going to build a contender here. And then they get Curry, then they get Clay. They win four championships, yeah. right? Like this, this was like 2011 when this happened. This was something that's happened recently. What were the Warriors before Curry got there? Now they're gonna be something. They were. We believe is all Jordan. <laughs> Jordan and the it. Bulls was the same thing. What was Chicago before he got there? Nothing. They they're, were. They were. Uh, remember, they were the traveling uh, cocaine show. <laughs> It's according to, according to Michael in the in, last in the dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, I opened up that hotel door and I don't want to say what happened in there, but you kind of connected the dots. It was the 80s, right? Yeah. But dude, that's what I'm talking about. Like there, there are certain athletes that the, the lasting impact of them playing, I think that they're underpaid. And again, I'll, I'll end it with this in the sense of this is like maybe three, four per sport. And that might even be generous. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's there's not, because, I mean, especially in today's game, when you think about how many players jump around, um, they're, yeah, they're, that, that list is small. What, what is Dirk Nowitzki's Dirk. worth to, to, to the Mavericks now? He's still, he's still worth to the Mavericks, because, I mean, like, they made so much money off of him, even, and, and that was the reason why they kept giving him the money in the end, because it was like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't so much that... You're not you, an $18 million a year player, but you know what, man? By any means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, but we're going to pay you this money because when you could have left, you decided to stay. And you deciding to stay helped build this thing out even further down the road. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is. I, I'm trying to think of other players similar to that. Uh, Alonzo Mourning in Miami, Dwayne Wade kind of mm. in Miami, but Dwayne jumped around at the end. Yeah, but no, no, no. I'm talking about like, yo, you you need to at least have put in a decade plus in one in one city. D, D Wade. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they did call it Wade County. Yeah. <laughs> but think about, dude, all the names that I'm thinking about, and off the top of my head, it's it's Brady, it's Messi, Kobe, Kobe, um, Curry. Like these are the names. Oh, Tani, wherever he goes. Mike Trout. He he didn't move the needle. Okay. I understand. Like he moved the needle for baseball people, but I don't know how much he moved the needle for non-baseball people. Yeah, and also he didn't move it internationally. That's why Otani is such an interesting case study. Because this is Asia. This is billions of people now that are invested in MLB because of him. Yeah. And like, yo, honestly, bro, I'm always following what he's doing because I'm just fascinated with a guy that could like win the Cy Young and MVP. Like, that shit is crazy. I don't want to talk about it. Dude, you know, the year he won MVP, <laughs> the year he won MVP was 50 to 1. And I told one of my buddies who knows baseball, I was like, yo, what's good with the dude on the Angels that pitches and hits? He can't win MVP. They're like, nah, bro, no way. And then he wins MVP. I goes don't, goes look, to show you. Listen, 
I'm still mad at my Cubs for not even really giving it a real a real show, especially at the point when that was when we had Joe um, Joe Madden as the uh, as the manager, and we were using pitchers in the outfield and different things. Like if we had had Shohei Otani in the middle of our run, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's frustrating. <laughs> it, it, it frustrates me. Hey man, this was a fun episode, dude. I would love for you guys to chime in and let us know what you guys think about this conversation as far as athletes being underpaid. Uh, let, let's rephrase that. The, the cream of the crop, the 0.001% of the 1%, the, the three, four iconic names in sports across all sports that I feel like are underpaid. And I feel like you agree to me with me to a certain extent. Oh, so no, definitely, definitely I would, agree. I would love to hear some feedback from you guys. Tweet at us at Veterans Minimum. Instagram us, same thing. The handle is the same everywhere. Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, the whole nine. Everywhere you look up Veterans Minimum, just hit us, subscribe, follow, leave a rating, a review for the podcast helps grow. And as far as I go, at Nick Deus 10 is you can find me. VeteransMinimum.com is a hub where you can find all of this stuff, so it makes it even easier. And Josh, tell the people where they can find you. The American Fan 365 on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, yeah, we're we're. I gotta grow. I gotta, I gotta apparently grow the uh, the pod numbers, but um, but it's it's growing. Um, you know, talk about all sports. Uh, definitely have a little bit of a comedy lean as well. So, yeah, always love coming on Veterans Minimum and, and, and sharing some time with Nick. So, let's go, man. Put a so. bow on Jersey Day. We'll catch you guys next time on VM. Bronze like your medal is So many deer in headlights But it's bedtime Hear that supper bell Main course Be the venison Zab Most dangerous game Either kill or be killed Everyone is talking about magnesium It's all you hear about But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.